Yes. Okay. Now we are live. Are you ready to kick this thing off? Let's do it. Let's do it. This is Darnell Broadcast Houston. This is Dr. Tamara Beckford. Hey, this is Candace. This is London Underwood. This is Kirsten Bass with Inner City Greens, and you're watching. Y'all are now tuned in to KTTV. 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 Is that right? What it do, KTTV? This is KT, and I'm coming at you live with another episode of the Daily K Podcast. And on tonight's Wellness Wednesday episode, I have Coach Rena of Rena JD Enterprises and Sisters Elevating Sisters Woman Empowerment Movement. Say that three times fast. How you doing tonight, Coach Rena? I like that. Ooh, ooh, holla. Hey, look, we got to turn this thing up, right? We, we here, and it's a Wednesday. And we both had some crazy days. Oh, day, yeah. <laughs> look, look, but that's all right, though. Uh, I, I'm glad you took a few minutes out of that busy schedule uh, to okay. just come on, kind of talk to us about the business, talk to us about managing these expectations, because, uh, look, mm-hmm. it can get real, especially yes. when you when they not lining up with what you think they should. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> so before we jump into things, I always like to do a wellness check uh, because we know how crazy it's being out here. So how have you been doing during this pandemic and staying safe? Oof. Well, I did great until a few weeks ago mm-hmm. when I actually had tested positive for COVID. Okay. Okay. But, you know, hey, he brought me a long mm. way. So I'm still here. Yes. Thank you. Um, but it, it's been, I can say more so than anything, the mental part of it mm-hmm. has been extremely tough, Yeah. but as a female and as a black female, you know, I feel the weight of a husband, a teenage son, a teenage mm-hmm. daughter, businesses, my family, but I, I do the best that I can to kind of ask for help when I need to. You know what I mean? It's not always easy to be vulnerable, but I do what I can to ask for help and kind of lean on my support system. And mm-hmm. sometimes the support system is literally me talking to myself and talking myself out of certain situations. But hey, whatever works. Whatever works. But the good part about that is um, whether it's you or it's it's uh, you choosing for somebody else, you recognize when you need that, whether it's supporting yourself or not, like I say, the first part of that is, is solving their problem is recognizing there is a problem. Yes. Uh, because yes. so many times we keep it in. I, I think about when I got ready to start the podcast, um, I kept so much in until finally I figured out, like, I got to use this podcast to get this out, you know? So mm-hmm. big shouts out to just knowing when to say when. <laughs> and you have to be unapologetic with your own self-care also. Mm-hmm. Because they're, and oftentimes our family, our friends, those that are closest to us, yeah. will put a stress, an added stress or an added hold on us. And it's not always on purpose. It's yeah. just they're thinking of themselves, right? And so we being, you know, nurturers or those that care or those that are leaders in our family and in our in our communities, we tend to take a back step or a back mm-hmm. seat to other people's needs. Yeah. And it's very important that we don't allow other people's needs to supersede or overshadow what we do for ourselves, because mm. that is where you start to get into dangerous territory. Mm, tell the truth now. Tell the truth. Um, so so thinking about, uh, you know, just getting into that and those people uh, in life, you know, we have the tragedies that end or either end us or become mm-hmm. the beginning of that triumphant story. 
Um, so, you know, just when I did my research and just looking into you, uh, at one point you were dealing with the loss of both parents, both sets of grandparents and an older brother. So how did that tragedy kind of drive you into uh, the life and relationship coaching? So, um, <laughs> yeah, um, I, I just, I'm thankful and grateful to God for my faith. I'm grateful for choosing. I actively choose to be positive mm. because being negative wasn't working. Yeah. Being angry didn't work. Constantly being hurt didn't work. So I had to actively choose, you know what? God, I don't know why you put me through this. I don't know why you took my mom. I don't know why you took my dad. I don't know why you took my brother. And I just recently lost another brother in October. And so I don't know. I can't speak to the why, but I can say that I actively choose to be kind, to be caring, and to appreciate the relationships that I have. And it made me value more the people that are around me and the people that suit me. And when I say suit me, I don't mean just serve a purpose, but I mean those that fit within the spectrum of what I see, the forecast I see for my life. Mm -hmm. At right now, I am pursuing some very big business strategies. There are certain people that I cannot connect myself with anymore. I don't yeah. love them any less, but I just know I have to provide distance because their focus, mm -hmm. their demeanor, their thought process conflicts with where I am taking myself. It all starts in our mind. What do you think of yourself? What do you perceive about your situation? What do you perceive about your environment? How do you see your future? If you're constantly speaking negative, thinking negative, uh, feeling negative and around negative people, you're going to bring yourself down even more. That's where depression sets in. And that's where fatigue and the, you know, physical ailments start to really take over your body. And I was like, no, I'm not having none of that. I chose to live. I chose to live and I choose actively every single day mm. to be positive and to pursue positive relationships. And that's it. I, I, um, when you talked about the focus, I did a reel this morning. Um, and so, you know, it was just talking about guarding your focus. You know, we say we put the house alarm on our houses because we mm -hmm. love it. Or we put the notifications on our bank account because that's yeah. our money. But right. how often do we guard our focus? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What are you looking at on? I even went as far as I was watching a show. I'm not going to say what show it was just because I don't want to, you know, cause any conflict or whatever. Yeah. But I was watching a show and it was our own people. It was a reality show. Mm -hmm. And um, at first, it was really good. Um, and I was like really liking it because they were affluent, you know, black mm -hmm. females. And I was like, go ahead, sisters, yes. And um, I went one day, I was a little teetering on the uh like side, you know, like mm -hmm. just tired, just worn out. And I turned it on and they started fighting and bickering. And I mm. said, you know what? Not today. And yeah. I turned it off and I haven't turned it back on since. So I'm with you on that. You gotta mm -hmm. guard your inner man, you have to guard that and protect yourself because all of that stuff, as much as people try to say, oh, it, no, it doesn't make a difference. It does. Mm -hmm. It makes a difference what you feed yourself. What are you feeding your children? What do you feed your body? The same thing 
what you feed your mental, it's going to come out in your actions and it's going to come out in your health, believe it or not. Yeah. Your diet is more than just what you eat. Mm -hmm. I can get it. That was good. Hey, write that down. (laughs) Look at Brooklyn. She say positive relationships is the key and uh, yes, we must protect our peace and energy. I agree with yes, that. Yes, girl. <laughs> yes. I'm snapping on that. Yes, Miss Brooklyn. So, the um, you know, just understanding those pieces. Uh, and today we're talking about managing expectations. And so this means of ourselves, um, personally and professionally and others. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so I guess starting with the personal side first. Uh, we are taught to have high expectations of ourselves continually. But the question for you would be, how do these expectations hinder our happiness? And, and what happens uh, when we create those expectations that don't actually come to fruition as we hoped? Well, I'm a firm believer that if you can dream it, if you can think it, you can achieve it. But it has to happen with the right set of values and the right set of pieces put together. Why do I say that? If you're, if you fall asleep and you be like, oh my God, I dreamed that I had this big house and this car and I had my, like, I just, I felt like loot. Like I felt free. I didn't, I didn't have no worries financially. Oh, but I got to go to this job. Mm. Oh man. That thought, that 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 perception in your mind is something that is attainable for you. Yeah. And I, I love the quote that imagine, imagination is everything. It's the preview to life's coming attractions. That's mm-hmm. Albert Einstein. What, what does that mean? If you can think it, if you can put it here, then you can touch it here. Then you can actually act it out. The thing about it is for you to get out of your own way. And that's where we stumble. Mm-hmm. We'll think our paradigm, our limited beliefs, our negative self-talk tends to overshadow and overpower what we actually physically do. The thing about it is there was someone that talked about an experiment that they had with these fleas. And they put these fleas in a glass jar and had a lid on it with holes. And there were fleas that jumped up or whatever. And every time they jumped up, they would hit the top of the lid. They would hit the top of the lid. Well, after a while, they stopped, they jumped just below the lid and they wouldn't hit the lid anymore. Mm -hmm. They put baby fleas in there with the fleas that was there and took the lid off. The baby fleas only jumped as high as the older fleas did, Mm -hmm. never realizing that there wasn't a lid there anymore and they could have jumped out at any time. What does that mean? If we're taught that we're limited and these are the only things that are tenable for other people, then we tend to repeat that behavior. Mm-hmm. What we need to do as adults and as people that are striving for more, we have to reprogram our way of thinking. And that is, it's not easy, but it is an active, an active, continuous exercise that has to happen. The brain is a muscle just like anything else. Mm-hmm. Think about bodybuilders. They build their muscles up nice and strong, but if they stop going to the gym, guess what? They're going to get flabby just like anybody else, right? The brain is a muscle. Work on your muscle and change your mindset. If you can think it, you can do it. I know that sounds cheesy, but I 100% mm-hmm. believe it. Yeah, most most definitely. It's like Ray say, so as a man, think it. So is he. Uh, Come it's, on, uh, Ray. It's yes. All in the mindset. Yeah. Man. And, and the killing part is um, 
always say all the time to my students, don't believe everything you think. No. Right. Because um, sometimes that can take you out and, and just waking up and saying, oh, but I got to go back to this or oh, I don't have this versus I'm thankful that mm -hmm. I have this versus this uh, mm -hmm. can be a total paradigm shift in the way you live your life. hundred percent. hundred percent. My parents, I'm a college graduate. I'm working on my master's and I have goals to obtain a doctorate. Not that it is mandatory but it's something that i aspire to yeah neither one of my parents even completed high school i think my mom maybe made it to middle school or something like that but my mom before she passed she always said my baby gonna be a lawyer my baby gonna be a lawyer and for a lot of years i took that literally but then as i thought more and i really delved deep into it because my mom did not have that level of achievement in her life in her mind, what is the greatest achievement that we as Black people can do? It will be a lawyer. So basically what she was saying is my baby is going to be successful. So I've shifted that in my mind to say, you know what, not that I have to pursue a law degree and have a JD in order to make my mom proud. I just have to fulfill what she has prophetically said, even that plays back in my mind from the grave that my baby's going to be a lawyer. My baby's going to be a lawyer. In translation, my baby's going to be successful. Yeah. So it's for me to make that shift, to make that change and do whatever I need to, to do that, including telling myself sometimes, talking to myself to say, shut up. You can do this. Like literally I have to talk to myself. It's a little creepy if you're on the outside looking in, mm -hmm. but it works. It works. Hey, look, <laughs> that self-talk is so important though, because it can make Telling us you. or break us before we even step out the house in the morning. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I was on a panel uh, last Saturday night, and we were talking about uh, doing the work as men, you know, how are we preparing ourselves? What are the things we're working on? And so, so awesome that we're talking today because one of the panelists said that he was working on the expectations of others. Um, you know, when he was dating, if someone didn't make a decision that he would make or didn't think like him, then he would begin to shy away from them or, or think differently about them. Uh, so just thinking about those pieces, how do we manage the expectations of being disappointed or even when somebody doesn't react like we do? How how do we manage that? Because we can't just turn them off just because they don't think like us. Mm -hmm. mm. That's an interesting concept, but I would just say we don't. Yeah. I don't. It's not my job to manage your way of thinking. Mm -hmm. It's not my job to shift your way of thinking. Mm -hmm. It's not for me to concern myself with how you perceive me. Mm -hmm. What I can do is present my best self on any given day and in any given opportunity. Mm -hmm. With that being said, if you're my friend, if you're someone that's connected to me, then I 100% will do what I can to try and help mm -hmm. your positive thinking but I'm not going to overthink it. And I'm darn sure not going to put too much effort into it because yeah. really the only actions we can control is our own. Yeah. So when he's saying he wants to manage other people's expectations, mm -hmm. well, he's fighting a losing battle, buddy, because mm -hmm. that will never happen. Yeah. Yeah. And he, um, we also talked about, like I say, the brother said, man, if, if they did something and it wasn't the way that I thought it should be, I didn't even want to talk to him no more, you know, but like you could lose some, a little, a little judgy, but yeah. okay. <laughs> but, a little but judgy. I, I, 
Well, putting it into context, but what he said, what are the things that we're working on? So the first step was recognizing that was his problem. Is so, that something that he said he's working on? Yeah, that's or... what we talk The what are we working on is me. Okay. All so right. he said, okay. look, this is what I was having a problem with. So I was like, I understand you, brother. Just, just keep working. <laughs> but see, as a coach, right, mm -hmm. as a neurotransformational coach, we try to get to the core of the matter. Yeah. So for me, I would ask him, what is the real situation that we're dealing with here? Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with their expectations. What is it that you feel like you're not mm -hmm. dealing with that's causing you to shy away from that confrontation or what seems to be confrontation mm -hmm. or anything that's contrary to your beliefs? That's what I would want to know, because there's definitely more there. There's more than just, oh, you don't believe like me. OK, I'm running. Mm, I would want to know more. Mm -hmm. There but that's go. just that that's just me. That's how I think. Now, as a coach, and I, I'm going to put these three things out here and I just want you to kind of give me some feedback on it. OK, Um. so I was looking at. Remember, I told you I was trying to get my life right, getting prepared. So, yeah, three ways to avoid having unrealistic expectations or mm -hmm. never assume, which I agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Realize that removing expectations from your um, relationship, both personal and professional, is not only wise, but kind mm -hmm. and enjoy what your life looks like today. Yes. So for the people who are trying to break those down, can you give us a little bit of what your thoughts are as a coach on those three topics? Absolutely. So the first one, never assume. Right. That was the first one. Never assume. Yes. I remember as a young girl, they say, when you assume, you make a, hey. yeah, we can <laughs> dot, 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 because I'm assuming that this is an adult crowd yeah. and they can finish that. Mm -hmm. So the thing about it is we understand what we mean. Mm -hmm. You understand what you mean, but we may not be speaking the same language. So I break communication down it all boils down to communication just to kind of oversimplify it mm -hmm. but i break it down into three different categories it's what you say what they hear and what they understand or what is understood okay so what you say out of your mouth or what they say out of their mouth they have an understanding you have an understanding but what did i hear you may say, you know, hey, I want to go. Uh, I want to go to Chinese. I'm tired of chicken. I may hear you saying, what? You don't like soul food no more. And then I'm understanding that, dang, he just throwing his pee. And it's like people are like, wait, pause. I did not say that. You may not have said it. But what did I hear and what was understood about what was said? So that's how that, that that's why if you just break it down, simple simple, stupid, as they would say, or break it down, you know, to the smallest common denominator to say, basically, what do you mean? Mm -hmm. Ask more probing, more probing questions. Be clear. And if it don't be afraid to ask for clarity, can you say that a different way? Or, well, what about this? This is what I'm understanding. Is that what you meant? Any type of clarifying question that can make it clear that goes in a relationship for family members, friends, intimacy, um, uh, professionally, however, even with your children, yeah. any type of interaction you're having, just clarify, clarifying questions, over communicate. You can never have too much over communicate. Mm -hmm. So that's the, the never assume. The second one was 
um, realizing that removing expectations from relationships is not only wise, but kind. Yes. Yeah. Kind of going back to what your guy friend said, you know, if you don't believe like me, then the, an expectation is you putting a mandate on what you're getting from someone. How can you do that? How How is that even possible? Unless you're in a professional environment where they give you a scope, that's different. That's giving you a guideline to attain a goal. That's something that's completely different. But when you're saying you have expectations in a relationship, whether whatever kind of relationship it is, it is wise for you to remove those expectations and just accept what people give you. Accept what's there. And I don't mean just accept anything. I mean, accept them for who they are. Take them at face value. Because I find if you go, I have some of the best times when I go into a situation or when I go into an event or into a relationship thinking nothing at all. Blank palette. Because now it's like you can go anywhere, right? It's, it can be great or it could be bad. But at least if you don't have any preconceived thoughts or expectations about it, then it, can, it has the room to go anywhere. And last one is... Enjoy what your life looks like today. Gratitude. Yeah. Gratitude. Mm -hmm. The best way to get more goodness and to enjoy more of who you are, whose you are, what you have, and to be able to grow by leaps and bounds and whatever. Gratitude. Appreciate what you have. Because think about it. I don't know if you have children, but you have you teach kids. Mm -hmm. Those kids that are the most polite ones, you know, you give them a little extra. Those ones that be like, oh, thank you, sir. I appreciate you. You know, you you be like, that's a good kid. I just mm -hmm. want to give him more. You know, you might give him a little extra, you know, give him a couple mm -hmm. extra pieces of candy, give him a little extra time on their homework, whatever, because they show him gratitude. It's it's natural for us to reward appreciation because we mm -hmm. like it. Yeah. So I why agree. not? Mm. So no, let's, let's get caught up. Miss Ray says she agree with all three. Come on, Ray. And she also, well, she says, sometimes no expectations equals no disappointments. Well, yes, yes, but for me, I find that to be almost like you're expecting the negative. Mm -hmm. For me, I expect positive. So mm -hmm. me not putting expectations on you means that, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to focus on seeing the good in you. So that is kind of how, again, retraining my thought process. I, I don't want to say, oh, well, if I don't expect anything, that means I can't be disappointed. Mm -hmm. I feel like that kind of can have a negative undertone to it. Mm -hmm. So for me, if I don't expect anything from you, then I'm coming. I'm just like, hey, you know what? This is fun. I'm loving this mm -hmm. because I didn't have any expectation. I didn't expect you to be like the breakfast breakfast club. I didn't expect mm -hmm. you to be like Steve Harvey. No, I expect you to be KT. And KT is friggin' amazing. How about Thank that? You. I'll try to do my part. There you go. <laughs> awesome work, man. And so now thinking about the work expectations. My God, this is. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Have you do you deal with those type of issues where where you um maybe sometimes don't manage your professional expectations or or maybe you do and then it comes back and kind of bites you? Well, um, I can say 
I no longer work for people. Yeah. But I did. And I also have family members and friends that still do. Mm -hmm. So I can say expectations being, I, there's some measure of, I guess you can say expectations because when you're in a professional environment, you would expect everyone to be professional. Mm. You would expect everyone to be able to articulate and communicate themselves effectively. Mm. You would expect for people to be able to do their job at minimum to an average level, right? You would expect for them to be able to interact with the group and deal with those people that they work with in a respectable manner. However, Mm. that is not always the case. I don't feel like having a barometer, meaning having a line that is a measuring stick for what is and what isn't acceptable behavior. I don't feel like that's wrong in a professional environment. Mm -hmm. However, when you start to say, I expect, if you're talking about, again, work goals, that's one thing. Mm -hmm. But if you're talking about expectation from your personal level, then that's something totally different. If you're in a place of authority, your supervisor, or you have tenure, maybe you're more tenured, a professor or a teacher, then yes, you may have a certain measuring stick to say, hey, listen, by your third year, you should be able to turn your lesson plans in on time. You should be able to blah, blah, blah. And if not, that is the mm-hmm. kind of average level. If you're not meeting that, then what can I do to assist you? Or what are you doing to improve upon your behavior? Yeah. But if you say, Oh, well, I would expect her to be able to hold the kids' attention better. Oh, I would expect her to be able to teach that program better. Now you're setting your own expectations based on your personal perception. And that part I feel like is wrong. Mm. And, and just going back to another state uh statement that you said earlier, getting that clarity. So um professionals, number one, we consider professionals um man. As just the people, so like for me, I'm an assistant principal, right? And so I'm, nice. I'm always, I'm, I'm saying, okay, I need this, or we need to do this. And sometimes, most of the time, because I, I got awesome staff, it, it comes out right. But, but a part of that expectation, I, that's almost setting expectation. But what I've realized that some people struggle with is that checking for understanding, right? And mm-hmm. so the same way you ask that question in a relationship, um, uh, personal in your personal life. That should be what's happening in your professional life. Absolutely. Um, So then before you stopped working, (laughs) did you have any issues with this? Or what do you tell people as as they go uh, back to work and they need to start implementing that check for understanding uh, with the people they're working with? Okay. Yes, I did. (laughs) Before I stopped Yes, I did. That's why I sighed like that. Like, Jesus, yeah. take the wheel. Yeah. Um. Yes, I did. And so, again, I, on the hindsight is 2020, me looking back on my time, I can say that there were certain things that were personal, my mm-hmm. personal beliefs. And then there were some things that were ethical, you know, conflicts mm-hmm. that I was just like, uh-uh, we're not doing that. Do what you want, but I'm not doing that. So. For people that struggle when it comes to actually gaining the clarity and what, I guess, I well, I would first ask them, like, what is it that is your apprehension? What do you think will happen 
if you pursue that further and actually ask for the clarity that you need. Mm -hmm. Because here's the thing. What do you think? They're not going to beat you. Those days are over. Like, you know, that it's not, oh, I might look stupid. Well, which one is worse? You looking stupid by asking the question or you looking stupid by not asking the question and producing something that you're not supposed to mm. or not finishing what you are supposed to or, you know, missing something, you know, like which one is better? Yeah. Also, from the opposite end, in a point of authority as a manager, an executive, whatever. Being able to read your people and understand where they where they're coming from, being able to kind of read body language. Again, that goes back to communication. If you see someone that's kind of like looking around like, oh, man, I have no idea what he just said, but I'm not about to ask. Her, then it's OK. I think it's OK to say, are there any questions or something along the lines of let me explain it a different way? Yeah. You know, so we're clear because that way you kind of take off that hat of being the I'm going to point you out because you're stupid. You know what I mean? And again, this goes back to the negative self-talk. Really, no one's calling you stupid. Mm -hmm. No one said that you're stupid. But because we may play back those days of when the kids laughed at you because you didn't understand in kindergarten or when you was in first grade and you was reading and you stumbled on that word and everybody chuckled. He, 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 he. Now you play that back every time you ask a question. Those hurts, those mm. past scars resurface in the most ridiculous ways when they're, you know, think about it, any type of scar or whatever that you have. If you just put a Band-Aid on it and you never treated it or anything like that, sure, it may heal on the outside, but what's going on underneath? Is it infected? Mm-hmm. Is there a problem? Is it still hurting? Same thing as an adult. So in a professional environment, we absolutely need to kind of get over ourselves and be okay with providing clarity as well as seeking clarity for ourselves in whatever capacity. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. And so another one was for um, managing the professional expectations was plan ahead. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen that so in so many ways. Like going, man, from from me just just planning on what I want to say to people or how I want to say it or. What does my outcome look like? Like, what am I expecting to see? All of those pieces go with that plan ahead. So talk to us a little bit about what does that mean for you? And even how do you use something like that now with your coaching practice? What is your goal? Mm. When you get in your car and you're driving, you have a destination in mind. Because otherwise, you're just burning gas. And I don't know about where you are, but where I am, gas is ridiculous. Look. I mean, so it's almost $4 for regular in Philadelphia. That's ridiculous. Anyway, you go. Okay. So if you have an end goal in mind, even if it's just a daily task that you say, I'm going to get through all my emails today. Then you know, in order for you to get through all your emails, you need to stop talking to your neighbor. Get off the phone, get off your phone, you know, stop doodling on your and do focus. If you have five minutes, instead of you going over there to the water cooler and taking forever to pour you some water, grab your water, go back and sit down and go back to those emails. Why? Because you now have a focus. You have a clear goal that you want to meet by a certain time. So if you set parameters then you can operate within those parameters. And the same thing goes for anything. 
There's, you can set any goal for any time. You can say, hey, I want to be promoted by two years. And if you told somebody else, they might be like, Girl, ain't no way you're going to get that. Man, get out of here. You ain't going to get. Don't give yeah. your thought process or your goals away. You can't give them your dreams. You can't give them your future because they don't see it. It was given to you. So if you see yourself in that position, you can get it. You know how? Now you will do everything. You know, in order for you to do that, you have to go above and beyond. You have to set yourself apart from everyone around you so that they know that you're not an average employee. You're not an average individual. That you're going to do more than what they're compensating you for. And you're going to do it with a willing spirit, a smile on your face, and a pleasant demeanor. Because that's where you want to be. No one wants to reward gratitude more than the people that are on the receiving end. So yeah. when you're showing gratitude, you're showing that positivity, positive energy, you're putting positive energy into your day, into your actions, and you have a goal in mind, that's how you continue to go forward. And those expectations, now they're attainable. Now it's a goal. And then that goal is a plan. And then next thing you know, you're right here. And you're like, you know what? I can have that. Now, this is under this is a perfect universe because we do know yeah. that there are times yeah. that people fit all these and check all these boxes yeah. and things don't quite work out. Mm -hmm. If that's the case, then that's when you have to re-examine, redirect and take action and say, you know what, is this where I really am supposed to be? Mm -hmm. Because your come up can be coming up into your next thing, which would be something of your own or maybe another company, whatever. But it's the fear of change. So it's so it's so complex. This thing is like a whole yeah. rabbit hole. You could just keep digging and digging and digging. Yeah. We could talk on this forever. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, it's it's so real. Um, you know, just like I say, you didn't think about this piece until we kind of connected with the um, through the group and me just just taking a deeper look at just managing expectations and, and even in my role, like how am I setting myself up for those expectations to be managed? You know, mm -hmm. so, so, so much awesome uh, talk about this. Now, as we get ready to wrap this thing up, I want to know more about your coaching business because you just dropped a whole bunch of nuggets on us tonight. Yeah. So now, yeah. When, in, 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 in working um, with the business, the Coach Rena. Yeah. JD Enterprises. Yes. Yeah. So talk to us a little bit about that. And what else uh, do you offer within the um wheelhouse. So I am a breakthrough slash relationship slash communication slash neurotransformational coach certified in all areas. Yeah. So what does that mean? That means that I actually took courses. I paid money and I took courses from people that have been doing it for 20 plus years and they themselves have gone through trainings and workshops and whatever from some of the best and created a course material that I had to go through and then take a test and all that other good stuff. Mm -hmm. So what do I do? Basically, the, simp the simplest way of putting um, my coaching practice in terms is to just say, I kind of get in your face a little bit. Okay. And I like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like being able to provide my clients with a little bit of a little poke, a little prod, just to get to the core of the matter 
to be able to improve upon their situation. If, it, if I had my way, people would not be suffering through depression. People would not be suffering through, you know, lack of low self-esteem or, you know, as they say, imposter syndrome, feeling like that something is unattainable for them. People wouldn't suffer through that because they will be able to feel safe and feel comfortable and feel proud of who they are, where they're coming from and where they're going. But realistically, that is not what happens. So the purpose of what I do is to be able to be that support system, to be that uh, positive voice, but also to be that light, that mirror to say, hey, listen, hey, hey, um, talk about that again. Kind of like what I was saying about your friend Mm -hmm. when he was like um, the expectations piece. I would have asked him more questions like, talk to me a, a little bit more about that. Now, the people say that that sounds like therapy. The difference between being a coach and being a therapist, um, one is the uh, parameters of what mandates us. Like as as coaches, we're not, you know, governed by a certain governing body that keeps us from kind of saying certain things. Mm -hmm. So we can say certain things that a therapist can't say it because that, you know, but therapists work on what happened in the past Mm -hmm. to bring you to your current we take where you are currently and help you to get to better. So yes, we may touch on some things. I may hit on some things to maybe get to the core of the matter to figure out why something is like this. But now I'm going to reframe, help you reframe your mindset, help you change your view of that thing. And now use that as your fuel to get you to the next place. My thing is to be able to empower people to be able to get where they want to be, not just stand back like a bystander. I see. Let's see. Michelle, she says she loves it. Sometimes you have to push people out of their comfort zones. Come on, sis. Yes, Michelle. Uh, That's true. Nobody grows. Yeah, we're so we're so used to being polite. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing is like, oh, I don't want to I don't want them to, you know, be mad at me. I'm okay with that. Cause I love you still. You can be mad. It's okay. I'm a Sagittarius. We don't care. <laughs> Look, I'm I'm down with it. Awesome work. Um, so now, if we want to kind of find you, get set up with the coaching, learn more yeah. about the enterprise. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Before we go, before we we go. have to talk about sisters elevating sisters. I, yes. I got, I got, we got to talk about that because uh, yes. we got some sisters on here, and, and, yes. and uh, so. Talk to us about how did you get into that? Uh, And then I know we were talking about the conference. Give us a little preview of that. Okay. So thank you for asking, by the way. So Sisters Elevating Sisters is a movement that I started. It's my brainchild. It's my brain baby. Like I said, I have a heart for people. I always have. And I used to think of it as a... Why are they always saying that I'm always the person that they said I had the gifts of help? And I hated that. You always helping people. You got a gifts of help. I was like, well, I want a different gift. I don't want no gift of help. Who wants to help people? You know, and I thought of it as a negative. But as I grew, I realized it's not bad. It's not bad to be the person that people look to for help or safety or support. So Sisters Elevating Sisters is a movement that I created for Black women from by black women to be able to give them all of the education, enlightenment and encouragement that they need to be able to push themselves to the next level. Mm-hmm. Now, 
Is it, you know, we're, we're developing it. We're doing um, new things. I have people from all over. We're actually doing our Sisters Elevating Sisters conference tour, a women's empowerment tour this year. Um, our first stop is in Baltimore, Maryland on April 8th and 9th. And then we will have a stop in the Poconos um, in August and in Atlanta, Georgia in December. But the whole concept of this whole movement is to be able to take a holistic approach and say, hey, if you want to be your best self, we're going to give you this tool, this tool, this tool, this tool, this tool, this tool. And you can take all of that and put it together, take what you need out of it and let us help you to be able to sharpen yourself and get to that next level. And that's what it's all about. And I say it's for women from black women, but we accept anybody. But I just wanted to create a platform where my sisters felt safe enough to be able to tackle some of the tough concepts, some of the tough topics, our men, our sons. I mean, yeah, that's a whole nother show, but you already know what I mean. And to look at any other culture, any other race, they don't exactly feel the way that we do when it comes to that. There are other struggles, and I'm not going to diminish that, but I'm just saying the struggle of the Black female being the backbone of the family, the backbone of the community, being that pillar is hard. Think about a pillar that holds up a building. If it has a crack, it's dangerous, let alone to have a piece missing or to feel empty inside. And a lot of our women, a lot of our sisters are empty inside because we fulfilled, we poured out so much into so many people that we don't have much left in us for us. So that's why we're here to pour into our sisters. Like, no, you deserve better. You deserve more. So yes, give to your family, but take care of self first. Take care of self first. I put and that's just um... elevating sisters. I put that on uh, Instagram yesterday. Look, take care of yourself first, right? Yes. Man, yes. can't pour for an empty cup. I'm trying to tell listen, even though on the airplane, they tell you, put your mask on first yeah. before you put your oxygen on somebody else. Put your oxygen on. You about to pass out trying to make yeah. so, so sure the person next to you is okay. Hmm. Like, that's cute, but it ain't cute if you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how do we find you? How do we get on to the work? Give us all the contact information. Well, I'm going to give you one link, and that is my link tree. Come on now. Aha, because I, I was trying to remember all that stuff. And let me just tell you, sometimes it, it just doesn't always click. Link tree <laughs> slash Rena JD. Simple. I think it's Rena. Hold on. I got it here. Wait a minute. <laughs> Rena JD. Yep. Link tree. Link tree slash Rena JD. And that that and anybody can I think it's linktr.ee, I think it is, but mm -hmm. everyone can find Linktree. If you go on Linktree, Linktree slash Rena JD is how you can find me. And that will have all of my that'll have the conference information, my website, all my connections. Yeah. That's awesome, coach. All right. Did you just want... call it I said coach. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I thought you said coach. I'm about to go ahead, coach. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you know we family now. We we already so that's it. So I want to say thank you for taking some time out uh, again to come on. Uh, you know, just talking about those expectations because I don't think that we talk about that a lot, but we suffer from feeling we not meeting our own expectations or how to have that conversation with other people 
uh, when those expectations come into play. So uh, awesome work tonight, just having that conversation. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you so much. Look, it was my pleasure. And um, like you said, you already named a few topics that we may need to touch on. So I'm Listen, looking for I'm, part I'm all for the comeback. Come hey. on. I'm all... <laughs> all right. I appreciate it, Coach. Thank all you. right. This is KT for KTTV signing out. 100. This is Darnell Broadcast Houston. This is Dr. Tamara Beckford. Hey, this is Candace. This is Linda Underwood. This is Kirsten Bass with Inner City Greens, and you're watching. Y'all are now tuned in to KTTV. 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 KTTV.